succumbed to cancer three years ago, had said that her circadian rhythms were so post-midnight focused that she was more than just a night person. You'd probably love being a vampire living between sunset and dawn, he'd said. And she'd said, I want to suck your blood. God, she had loved him. Initially, she worried that the life of a Lutheran minister's wife would be boring, but it never was, not for a moment. Three years after his death, she still missed him every day, and even more at night. He had been... Suddenly, as she was passing a pair of forty-foot twisted cypresses that had grown in the middle of the beach, halfway between the hills and the waterline, Janice was sure that she was not alone in the night and fog. She saw no movement, and she was unaware of any sound other than her own footsteps, raspy breathing, and thudding heartbeat. Only instinct told her that she had company. She was not alarmed at first, for she thought another runner was sharing the beach. A few local fitness fanatics occasionally ran at night, not by choice, as was the case with her, but of necessity. Two or three times a month she encountered them along her route. But when she stopped and turned, and looked back the way she had come, she saw only a deserted expanse of moonlit sand, a curved ribbon of luminously foaming surf, and the dim but familiar shapes of rock formations and scattered trees that thrust up here and there along the strand. The only sound was the low rumble of the breakers. Figuring that her instinct was unreliable and that she was alone, she headed south again along the beach, quickly finding her rhythm. She went only fifty yards, however, before she saw movement from the corner of her eye, thirty feet to her left, a swift shape, cloaked by night and mist, darting from behind a sand-bound cypress to a weather-polished rock formation where it slipped out of sight again. Janice halted and squinting toward the rock, wondered what she had glimpsed. It had seemed larger than a dog, perhaps as big as a man, but having seen it only peripherally, she had absorbed no details. The formation, twenty feet long, as low as four feet in some places, and as high as ten in others, had been shaped by wind and rain until it resembled a mound of half-melted wax, more than large enough to conceal whatever she had seen. "'Someone there?' she asked. She expected no answer and got none. She was uneasy, but not afraid. If she had seen something more than a trick of fog and moonlight, it surely had been an animal, and not a dog, because a dog would have come straight to her and would not have been so secretive. As there were no natural predators along the coast worthy of her fear, she was curious rather than frightened. Standing still, sheathed in a film of sweat, she began to feel the chill in the air. To maintain high body heat, she ran in place, watching the rocks, expecting to see an animal break from that cover and sprint either north or south along the beach. Some people in the area kept horses, and the Fosters even ran a breeding and boarding facility near the sea, about two and a half miles from there, beyond the northern flank of the cove. Perhaps one of their charges had gotten loose. The thing she'd seen from the corner of her eye had not been as big as a horse, though it might have been a pony. On the other hand, wouldn't she have heard a pony's thudding hoofbeats even in the soft sand? Of course, if it was one of the Foster's horses, or someone else's, she ought to attempt to recover it, or at least let them know where it could be found. At last, when nothing moved, she ran to the rocks and circled them. Against the base of the formation and within the clefts in the stone were a few velvet-smooth shadows but for the most part all was revealed in the milky, shimmering lunar glow, and no animal was concealed there. 
She never gave serious thought to the possibility that she had seen someone other than another runner or an animal that she was in real danger. Aside from an occasional act of vandalism or burglary, which was always the work of one of a handful of disaffected teenagers, and traffic accidents, local police had little to occupy them. Crimes against person, rape, assault, murder, were rare in a town as small and tightly knit as Moonlight Cove. It was almost as if, in this pocket of the coast, they were living in a different and more benign age from that in which the rest of California dwelt. Rounding the formation and returning to the firmer sand near the roiling surf, Janice decided that she had been snookered by moonlight and mist, two adept deceivers. The movement had been imaginary. She was alone on the shore. She noted that the fog was rapidly thickening, but she continued along the crescent beach toward the cove's southern point. She was certain that she would get there and be able to return to the foot of Ocean Avenue before visibility declined too drastically. A breeze sprang up from the sea and churned the...